moving forward. Lights, camera, action. I'm Graydon, and I'm your guide through the deep dive into the world of movies right here on the Director's Cut, exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Remember, you can find us anywhere in all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch even, at Bloodline Entertainment. You can even check out our articles. We have we have some killer articles up on our website at bloodlinenetwork.com. And as always... Right here on YouTube, you have all the podcasts, all the wrestling podcasts, sports, Roto Slappers, Wrestle Bread, UW Pod. Everything you want is right here on the Bloodline Network. We even have gaming now because tonight, exclusively after this show, our first lady, JD, will be on our Twitch stream playing games of a game you got to choose out there, fans, by going to her Twitter page and and voting on that one can't wait to see what it is tonight so without further ado let's get this going so we can get to that stream as well what up what up family oh hold on oh hold on i could do you one better Ooh, wait, hold on street <laughs> toast toast <laughs> Money will come and go. We know that. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Right here. Right now. Salute me, familia. Salute. Salute. There you are, streets. Exclusively for you. Our first Family of the Night by Vin Diesel. <laughs> ah, thanks. Thanks, Tim. And as always, I'm Graydon. This is the Director's Cut. And right down there below, as you can, as you can see, is our Fast X review. I'm going to take you guys through a timeline of the entire franchise from the first movie to the 10th one. And then I'm going to review Fast X and tell you my overall thoughts from a guy who doesn't really care much about this franchise. I'm not truly into this one my wife is but i'm not so you're going to actually get this from a guy who has sat there with these movies and just sat there and says okay just staying there just doing stuff like that so without further ado let's dive in shall we the first movie the first one we're going to talk about is as you guys can see down below i the ticker says where to find jd's Stream after we're done here. So follow that link for more, guys. As the timeline begins, we, we start off with the Fast and Furious from 2001, the very first one. The timeline begins with this movie. It's fairly straightforward action movie. The plot takes Paul Walker's undercover cop 
Brian O'Connor would take you down a crew of carjackers led by Vin Diesel's Dom Toretto. Brian gets involved in illegal street street racing, befriends Dom, starts dating his sister Mia, played by Jordan, Jordana Brewster, and ultimately chooses to leave his relationships over his duty as a cop. The first film also introduces viewers to series staple Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Dom's love interest, Letty Ortiz. So, I mean, this is our first foray into... So our first four way into the movies, and we're already seeing that already Dom is bringing out cops onto his side. But I mean, it started off very simple. The premise of this series started off very simple. They were carjackers. How did they get to the world of espionage and secret government secret government organizations? We'll get there. But it started off very simple and plain forward as just. Hey, they're carjackers. The second movie in the timeline is 2003's. Yeah, so pretty much right now we're staying in order. Is Too Fast, Too Furious. This is the only one without Vin Diesel in it. Without Dom Toretto. Too Fast, Too Furious introduces us to Roman Pierce, who's played by Terry Gibson, and Tej Parker, or Chris Ludacris Bridges. This story follows Brian O'Connor and Pierce as they go undercover to take down drug lords in exchange for having their criminal records expunged, a mission that's ultimately successful. It also introduces a new love interest to O'Connor and Eva Mendes' Monica Fuentes, who only briefly appears again briefly in Fast Five. Dylan, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, Streets, this is going to be good because you miss out on eight films. Yes, this is going to be fun. That's continue on shall we number three is the fourth film of the franchise fast and furious don't get confused with the fast and the furious the fourth one's called fast and furious this is the fourth of the main main if you're in the mainline film it, although it precedes tokyo drift in chronologically in film number three it's a sequel to fast one set five years after the events there with Dom and Brian teaming up once again to take down a drug lord and avenge the death of Lady. Dom is ultimately arrested and sentenced, although en route to prison, Brian, Mia, and Tego, Tego Leo, or Tego Calderon, played by Tego Calderon, are seen intercepting the prison bus. Fast and Furious also introduces us to Gal Gadot's Giselle Yashar. This was the Wonder Woman, this was the Wonder Woman actor's first major film role. Yes. Gal Gadot, the ideal Wonder Woman. This is her first film role. And this is 2009 in Fast and Furious. So this is the fourth film it, that was released, but the third one chronologically. All right. So number four, Fast Five. Fast Five in 2011. Frequent series director Justin Lin's third Fast movie raises stakes with massive set pieces and a surprise and a supersized cast featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Luke Hobbs picking up where Fast and Furious left off. Dom heads to Rio de Janeiro with me and Brian. Rio de Janeiro plays an important part in going coming up in Fast X. It plays an important part. I'll get to that though in a moment. We, we, he goes to Rio de Janeiro with me and Brian after escaping his prison transport. A familiar, a familiar tale unfolds. They steal a race up and race souped up streetcars. Well, on the run from a government agency, this time Luke Hobbs and the DEA. 
Ava Mendes' Monica Fuentes, who I mentioned earlier, returns mid credit scenes to reveal that Letty is still alive. Dun, dun, dun. We already have people who are faking deaths right now. And these guys, this is what? This is, what did I say, four? This is four movies in. Timeline-wise, people are already faking their deaths. And we're already getting government organizations coming in. So, number five is Fast and Furious 6. Fast 6 begins with Dom and his crew once again on the lam. Hobbs, meanwhile, is looking to take down a mercenary group led by Luke Evans' Owen Shaw. Yes, Owen Shaw, brother of Deckard Shaw. But we'll get there in a moment. But first, what's up, Derek? Throw the ones up for our tribal chief, guys. What's up? I'm just going through this timeline. Glad you could join us tonight, man. Like I said, we're on number five. We're on the fifth movie of the franchise right now in timeline order. Luke Evans Owen Shaw Hobbs recruits Don by showing him a picture of Letty, whom Don believes to be dead and is offering him and his crew amnesty back to the United States. As always, there's a V. He, there's car shenanigans and casualties, through, though things ultimately end well for the crew. And the franchise carries on. The post credit scene introduces us to Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw to the series. He's the brother of Luke Wilson, uh, Luke Owens. No, sorry, Luke Evans. Well, there's a lot of Lukes out there. Hey, Dave, if you're watching, that's your next one. Lukes. <laughs> right on the check out his thing on Chris's on the Bloodline website. His articles are amazing. That little thing he does, that little tournament he does with them. Amazing, but Deckard Shaw's in here. So we have Owen Shaw who shows up, gets killed, and Deckard Shaw now shows up, played by Jason Statham. Right there's Nick. Hey man, welcome. The man, the myth, the director himself. What's good, buddy? You know, just going through movies, the thing I'm passionate about, and as you never know where there might be an Easter egg hidden somewhere in this video. Anyways. We're now going on to the next one, which happens to be movie in timeline order number six, which is actually the third one in the franchise, which is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. The wackiest of the Fast movie timeline-wise in the series is the third movie, which actually takes place between Fast 6 and Fast 7. We don't learn this until 6 and 7 come out. The first Fast movie, direct this was the first one directed by Justin Lin, features a Dom cameo, but largely centers around Teenage Street Racers, Sean Boswell, played by Lucas Black, and Twinkie, played by Shad Bow Wow Moss. Yeah, you know, Bow Wow. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like to dribble the ball up and down the court. Yeah, that guy. With series staple Han Lu serving as mentor to Sean, with a $62 million haul, it's a series' least successful entry by box office total. Yes, the third one, the one that most people don't like, was their least successful entry of the entire franchise. All right. Number seven. It's easy. It's Fast 7 from 2015. The series' biggest box office success to date is Furious 7 because we don't know how well Fast X is doing yet. We'll see when it's all said and done. Which gross, uh, Furious 7 grossed over $350 million. $350 million. No other Fast film has cleared $250 million. It's also the most well received. Critically, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 82%, five points better than a runner-up Fast Five. 
Furious Seven picks up at the end of Tokyo Drift with with Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw serving as the main villain. This was directed by James Wan, who did Saw, The Conjuring, and Aquaman. So you know he's a great great director. This is the fa- last fast film with Paul Walker's Brian O'Connor, as Paul Walker died during the time of this filming. Furious Seven ends with an emotional farewell to Brian slash Paul Walker. Let's stop here for a moment and talk about that. They should have ended the franchise right here. Hot take, hot take. They should have ended the franchise right here. Why? Oh, oh, oh it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Ah. Because it was a perfect homage when you see him and Dom driving off on the road together and they go their separate ways. It's been a long time, my friend. As that song plays, this was an emotional, touching tribute. This is one of those ones that is perfect the way it ends. They had to finish up um, Brian's scenes, Paul Walker's scenes, with his brothers, who look almost like him. They just superimposed their face on it. But this was a perfect way to end the franchise or, or even kill off Brian for good. Because after everything on here, they don't show Brian. They mention Brian. But when Mia starts going back with the team, uh, she just forgets about Brian and her kids. Hmm. Doesn't sound like a good parent now, does it? I mean, seriously. Seven should have ended the franchise, in my opinion. But like I said, that's a deep take. That's a hot take. It should have ended right then and there. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tim. You're actually agreeing with me because I agree with you. You agree with me, and I agree with you. Yeah, that would have been a great. It, that was a beautiful moment. It was. It was. Out of everything that's happened in this franchise, that was the perfect moment to end Brian O'Connor. To, I mean, you could say, yeah, he's. They, they're saying he's retired, and so he's not even in this. I'll get to that in 10 because that just pissed me off. As a guy who doesn't really care for this franchise, that pissed me off. What happened in 10? Number eight is the fate of the furious. So this is F8, fate of the furious. Order is restored here as Fast 8 follows Fast 7 in both real and fictional timelines. The film's stack cast includes Charlize Theron, Russell Crowe, Scott Eastwood, and Helen Mirren, alongside series regulars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Dwayne Johnson, and Jason Statham. Wow, what a cast. In addition to the expected dose of fast cars and over-the-top action and double-crossing, Fast 8 finds time for cyber-terrorism and the threat of nuclear war. Like I said, they go from stealing cars to now stopping cyber-terrorism and nuclear war. How did we progress this far? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe because of the drugs that they were stopping and everything in Fast 5 and Fast 4 and, sorry, Fast 5 and Fast and Furious. Maybe maybe putting them on the DEA's bad side is what it caused it. So the next one we have is number nine in the series. You're like, whoa, we're almost there? Not quite. We have a couple more movies to talk about. This is Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff film of this franchise, but it's part of the timeline. It's a series-only spinoff film today. It stars, it stars Dwayne Johnson's Luke Hobbs and Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw. The duel who becomes... 
buddies after escaping prison together in the previous film. Their tasks were saving humanity from a deadly virus. The spinoff also brings the legendary Idris Elba into the fold as the villainous super soldier Brixton Lore. And I mean, this villain is great in this movie. Back in 2020, Johnson said he was working on a Hobbs and Shaw sequel, though he vowed he would never again appear in the main timeline films due to feud with Vin Diesel. So it says that there are currently no discussions hampering for a sequel, but this movie was perfect as a one-off. If they, we don't get a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw, that's great. I'm happy with that. And number 10, F9 from 2021. The series' most recent film, once again directed by Justin Lin, pits Dominic's crew against Jacob Toretto, Dominic's strange brother played by... Yeah, yeah. We, we, we couldn't see him at all because I wonder why we couldn't see him. Yeah, it was played by John Cena. The family's all here for this one, as nearly every major player to date returns, in addition to new blood like Cena, Michael Rooker, and Cardi B. The plot involves another threat to humanity, Project Ares, a device capable of controlling all the world's weapon systems. All the world's weapon systems at once. As always, the plot is foiled in part thanks to Roman and Tej flying a Pontiac into space. Yes, literally, they go from the perfect moment in 7 to end the franchise, to jumping the shark at nine by Jason a Pontiac into space. <sighs> I'm just going to let that sink in for a moment. Just going to let that sink in for a moment. They've put a car into space, and it's just, it became ridiculous. Number 11 in the entire franchise brings us to Fast X, the reason why we're here tonight. Fast X is set to be the final chapter of the Fast and Furious franchise. We'll get to that, too. Dom will have to protect his family again from a new enemy named Dante. Jason Momoa, played by Jason Momoa, who is looking for revenge after the death of his father in Fast Five. So, that's the timeline. So, we'll start right there with what that synopsis for 10 said. Jason Momoa's character is Dante Reyes, who we know in Fast Five. His father is killed on bridge. They're the He's the guy who they steal that big vault from. And Hobbs kills him right there on the bridge, shoots him and says, oh, you're, by the way, your vault's safe and secure. That's where this movie picks up. We see uh, we see the scene of Paul Walker and Brian and Dom, Vin and Paul, whatever you want to say. They're right there. They're pulling off this ice. We see that scene. And meanwhile, on the inside, they see, redid this whole scene with Jason Momoa and the guy who played his father. It was perfect in there. They redid it just to make sure that Jason Momoa got in there. And when they pulled back the, the vault and started driving, Jason Momoa was seen just standing right there. Perfect adding, uh, perfect adding him in into that. So you could tell where this movie is taking place. So this fast and kind of takes place at, at the beginning of five and then goes like, 10 years later, which is in present day. Dom, Letty, and his son, Little B, or Brian Jr., you have to watch nine, you have to watch, uh, what is it, eight to figure that one out, are there. They're having their usual family get together. So the family's in there, minus Brian. Mia's there. Why is, and Little B is there. Why would, why would Little Brian's cousins not be there? Why? It's it's a family get-together. Their great-grandmother's going to be there. Why aren't they here? Like I said, seven was a perfect time 
to end the franchise. Perfect time. Perfect time to end it. But they ruined it by scenes like this. Like Mia comes back because of Jacob and goes off with her brother on an adventure, but leaving Brian at home with the kids in nine? Like, seriously. So, throughout the course of this, we know that the team gets split up. So, Dom and Letty are staying back because Roman's leading the team of Tej. Ramsey's, who's a computer hacker now on their team, they're over in Rome. And we find out it's a setup by Jason Momoa's character, Dante Reyes, who has Project Ares at his disposal. He can control weapon systems. He can control cars, trucks, airplanes, stuff like this that we see throughout the entire film. But with all that, they're split up and then they try and come back together. Then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose right there in Rome. A, bo- a bomb the size of a big boulder like you see in Indiana Jones in the uh, Temple of Doom where that rolls after him is rolling all over there. So Dom takes his car, hits it, kind of plays, uh, what is that, pinball with it and kind of goes that way down through it and it blows up right in the water right before the Vatican. <sighs> you just know this movie is going to be crazy there. And there's times the team is split. Things happen to this team. I'm not going to break down what it is. If you haven't seen the movie, you need to see it. The team is split up. So the team's not together at all in this entire film. There are people like Han, Ramsey, Tej, and Roman are together. Dom's. Dom was with Letty, but then they get broken up. So Letty's there with um, Brie Larson's character, who happens to be Mr. Nobody's daughter, who Kurt Russell played. So she's there. Uh, Scott Eastwood's there. They get split up. Yeah. it's it, Letty gets captured by the agency who they used to work for. And because of the stuff happening at Rome, Dom and his crew are public enemy number one. So they go after everyone. Mia. And then when they go after Mia, she's sitting there making sure little Brian's safe. No sign of her kids. No sign of her husband at all. At all. They're at home playing video games. The kids would be there. Brian would be there. You see what I'm saying? Why Seven had the perfect time to just make Brian disappear? Brian's pretty much disappeared now, folks. We don't see him. There's nothing there for him right now. So Paul Walker's dead. You just kill off Brian O'Connor, please. Just kill him off, guys. This is what I'm passionate about. When movies... When an actor dies in a movie series and they don't know what to do with it. Yes, I know it hurt. It stung. People like Brian. And in some ways you could tell throughout the other films what parts Brian would have played in. But if you're not going to show him or even the kids that he has with Mia who are Dom's nieces and nephews, then just get rid of him. You can make Mia a single mother. And thus, you could show her back into the real world, like watching the kids, making sure they're safe as everyone else that goes on these adventures. Me as a single mom, that's how you do it right now. That would be perfect. However, during this movie, there's a scene where Mia's at home with little B, little Brian, and people break in, go after her. Jacob shows up. Although I couldn't see him half the time. Jacob shows up. And Saves the day, saves Brian. Mia's captured. Mia's captured. 
so Cena, so Jacob and Brian and little B go on a adventure. <laughs> and it's hilarious. You, you, John Cena's humor and quick wit come into play in the most fantastic scene with this kid. They're driving the car. He's playing music from the nineties. Kids like this sucks. And it's like, okay. And then he just does something goofy and it, it steamrolls and everything. So that was good. Um, then we get into the whole thing of the agency disavowing the actions of Dom and them making them public enemy number one. The team is split up. Jason Momoa goes after the team. Dante Reyes goes after the team, but he does it individually. He's always one step ahead of them where they are because he knows where they're going to be because of the God's eye that we find out is in a, I think nine had the God's eye, which was something that could control cameras as to where you're, going around and can pinpoint accurately by facial recognition where a person is. Hmm. So he has that and he does this and throughout the course of it, there is double crossing on here as all Hans group. So we see in the end of nine, he, you see, we see him come back to Deckard Shaw. That scene plays out here. Shaw is now part of this because they're going after his mom played, but who's Helen Mirren, who's Queenie. Her name is Queenie Shaw. They go after his mom, so he gets involved. And it's throughout the course of this movie, they're flying. They're flying. The team split up. Big, big action sequences happen. We get to go back to Rio de Janeiro, where Dom, where Dom gets to actually race Jason Momoa's character in here. He gets to race Dante again, and we get back to the basics of this franchise: racing cars, and we are back at a set piece from five of Rio de Janeiro. This is perfect. And we're introduced to one of the other cops that Dombey friends that helps them out. Who was Hobbs's partner in the DEA. We find her sister here. She helps Dom out, but then she becomes a target of Reyes and everything. Let's get into Reyes for a moment. Jason Momoa in this movie is fantastic as the villain. You want a villain? This is a perfect villain. Jason Momoa is just fantastic in here. Yeah, the, yeah, I agree. I agree, Blakely. The action sequences are very good. Yeah. In this movie, they actually were. Like, Nine was kind of slow, especially when they jettisoned a car into space. But this one was actually fast-paced. The car action was great. He is unhinged. That was the word I was looking for. Thanks. He is unhinged and he's loony. Jason Momoa said in an interview, too, of this that there's a scene where he's he seen painting his nails and painting the toes of two guys who are with him. He ends up. <laughs> here's the thing. He said he did that because that's how he is with his daughters. He had a scrunchie in his hair. So he is this way all around his family. Jason Momoa is just great as Dante Reyes. He's vindictive. The re reason he doesn't want to kill Dom is because his dad says, oh, death is an easy receipt to cash. You don't get anything out of it. Torture is the way to go. So he's torturing Dom by separating the team. The one thing that Dom has is his strength in, is his family. And that's what Dante is going at after. He's trying to destroy this family. And that plays out throughout the entire movie. So we, we find out about this double cross nor towards the end. 
Dom and his son, the car is now underwater. Dom's car is underwater. They survive an explosion. Him and his son are on this thing, and a dam that they jumped off of with the car is about to break. We don't know what happens. It's there. As the rest of the team comes flying in, we see a we see an explosion when their plane crashes into a mountain. Are they dead? We don't know. Letty, we find out, is in an Antarctica prison with um, Cypher, played by Charlize Theron. They escape, and we see a return of a character. I'm not going to spoil who the return is, but we see a return there. And for those of you who like end credit scenes, there is one. It's a mid-credit scenes. It's another return of another character in this franchise. Yeah. So we're getting a Fast 11. I knew this going into this movie that there was going to be another one because Vin Diesel said, yeah, when we filmed, when we wrote and filmed Fast Fast X or Fast 10, it was written as a two-parter. Now there's talks that there might be a number 12 coming up, which I think would ruin the franchise even more than it already is. But people have had a bad taste in their mouth ever since 7. But this movie brings it back to those people who loved this movie and this franchise. 10, Fast X brings it back. So as I always do with my reviews, especially right on here, I most people do it out of 10s, out of 5s. Right here, I either give you a too sweet, can't be beat, or too sour. It's upside down right there. Don't even bother. Oh. Well, let's put it this way. Um, let's put it right in the middle with a little bit on the upside right there. Uh, let's say it's a two sweet. So if you want to know what it is, I would say it's about a six out of ten, a three out of five, uh, three out of five. So yeah, it's a two sweet. Can't be beat. If you enjoy this franchise, go watch it. Enjoy it for what it is. It's a great popcorn flick, so watch it. And I just want to say, in closing, be nice to your family, because... <laughs> Toast. Toast. <laughs> Money will come and go. We know that most important thing in life will always be the people in this room right here right now salute me familia salute salute me familia well thanks for watching diving deep into this movie with me. And as always, you can find us on the Bloodline Entertainment Network right here on YouTube, on all of our social media, so, so you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch. But by the way, the first lady, JD's, go and play a game. Find out what the game is right down there on Twitch. Check out all of our podcasts, like the Tim Keen Show, where we had an awesome time, me, him, and Justin the other night, talking about the upcoming wrestling this entire weekend we talk sports we have roto slappers which streets does a phenomenal job with we got circle debate podcast we got raw dogging with de niro where mike de niro goes and talks about the last 30 minutes of raw watches it live talks about it with you guys 
with the Russell Brand podcast by First Lady JD. She does an amazing job soloing this podcast by herself. She's amazing. She's the first lady of the network. Way to go. We got Clark Street Wrestling with Devin, our tribal chief. We got a lot of stuff coming. We have a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff coming up. So check it out. Bloodlinenetwork.com is our website as well. And you can find me, Graydon, aka the Bin Buster, also right here on YouTube. You can find me at all my social medias is at the Bin Buster. And I just got to say, thanks for diving in with me. Be kind to each other. Go see movies because next week I have a surprise for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to be posting up a poll on my Twitter. And I'm going to make sure that those who have access to the Bloodline Network one will also post it, who also retweet it there too, so we can get votes. I'm also going to post it on my Instagram page and on my, and on hopefully on the community side of this, on the Bloodline Network one for the poll as well. So what we're, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it up to you guys, our listeners and our watch and our viewers on here to decide what movie I talk about next week. I'm going to dive into a movie dealing with on a streaming service. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to probably post my first one, my poll tomorrow as to what the three films are. So please vote. And the winner that's done by Saturday will be chosen. And then we'll start promoting for next week of what that movie is. I'll give you a little hint of them. One is weird. The L Yankovic story. Two is Air, the the movie about the Air Jordans. And three is, is a, one on Tubi called Swim. It's, a, it's one of those cheesy shark movies. So those are the three choices that we have. I need you guys to figure... I need you guys to vote on that poll, try and figure out which one I'm going to talk about to you guys for next week. Because this is viewer's choice right here on the Director's Cut next week. So until next time, I'm Graydon, and thanks for deep diving into the world of Fast and Furious with me. And remember, you guys are my family. I'll see you guys next week.